0: The place in the Word of God that we're going to look at this morning for our sermon is Romans 16, verses 25 through 27. Romans 16, verses 25 through 27. Hear the Word of God. Now to him who is able to establish you, by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ according to the revelation of the mystery hidden for long ages past but now revealed and made known through the prophetic writings by the command of the eternal God so that all nations might believe and obey him to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, please be with all of us now during this time of going into your word. Please work in all of our lives so that the Outcome of this time is your glory. We pray to you, Heavenly Father, through our Savior and Lord, Jesus Christ. Amen. When our son, Benjamin, played basketball, I can remember how he tried to establish himself in the game how he sought to strengthen his ability to play basketball. There were basketball practices, basketball camps, pickup games, times of playing against me and others in the yard. Question, how can we establish ourselves in the faith? God has graciously worked in our lives, and we are now in the Lord Jesus. We believe in the Lord Jesus, we love and follow the Lord Jesus, how can we be strengthened in that? Paul will tell us in his last words of his letter to the Romans, in Romans 16, verses 25 through 27. Romans 16, verses 25 through 27, is a doxology to God. It is an ascription of praise and glory to the Lord God. And as Paul gives glory to God, he lets us know how we and the church can be established in the faith. Here are the words in Paul's doxology that teach us this. Verse 25a, and then verse 27. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ, verse 27 to the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ, amen. Let's look at these words in Paul's doxology this morning and learn about being established, being made strong in the faith. Point one, Paul instructs us who it is that ultimately establishes us in the faith, who it is that does this. And Paul teaches us that it is God. Now to him who is able to establish you to the only wise God. It is God who confirms us in the faith. What Paul writes here should not come as a surprise to us, for the Bible tells us that our faith in Christ first of all came as a gift from God. We are in Christ because of God, and second of all, the Bible tells us, We will be kept in Christ because of God. See with me a verse in Hebrews 12 that shows us this. See with me verse two of Hebrews 12. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter the author and finisher of our faith. Our faith originated with God. God brought it about in our lives. God is its author, and God will see to it that it stays with us. Philippians chapter 1, verse 6 is a cross-reference here being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Now, what Paul is teaching us in Romans 16 today is God is further the one who strengthens us in our faith. It is to God that we are to look for establishment, for firmness in the faith. We look to God, we pray to God, we follow God for this establishment. Now to him who is able to establish you, to the only wise God. Listen to this quote. In chapter 1, verse 11, Paul wrote that he was looking forward to his ministry at Rome as a means of strengthening the congregation. Now he acknowledges that in the ultimate sense, only God can bring this result. Our establishment is of God. King David was quite a warrior. Time after time, when he went up against his enemies, David defeated them. He defeated and subdued the Philistines. He defeated and made subject the Moabites and the Arameans. He fought against and defeated the Edomites, the Ammonites, the amalekites what a warrior david was but listen to what first chronicles chapter 18 verse 13 says about these victories of david it reads the lord gave david victory david conquered David was strong. David was established because of the Lord. Here's how David himself puts it in Psalm 18, beginning at verse 32. It is God who arms me with strength and makes my way perfect. He makes my feet like the feet of a deer. He enables me to stand on the heights. He trains my hands for battle. My arms can bend a bow of bronze. You give me your shield of victory, and your right hand sustains me. You stoop down to make me great. Point one, it is God who ultimately makes us strong, who ultimately establishes us in the faith. And so, we look to God for this. Point two, Paul now instructs us how God establishes us in the faith, an instrument, if you will, that God uses for this. And Paul teaches us that an instrument is the gospel verse 25a now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel we know that the gospel saves that believing the gospel makes people children of god romans 116 I am not ashamed of the gospel because it is the power of God for the salvation of everyone who believes. The gospel in Romans was used by God to bring salvation to Augustine of Hippo, St. Augustine. The gospel in Romans was used by God to bring salvation to Martin Luther, to John Wesley, But the gospel also builds one up in the faith. It also makes one spiritually strong. The gospel is also the power of God for the establishment of believers. This partially explains why Paul wrote the gospel in the letter to the Romans why the gospel was his theme. The Romans, to whom Paul wrote, were already Christians. They were already in the Lord. But Paul wrote the gospel to them so they would be established in the Lord. You are familiar with the four gospels in the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. Were they written only for unbelievers to come to Christ? Are they only for the initial conversion of people? No. They were written for believers to grow and be confirmed in their faith as well. John at the end of his gospel, writes these words in John 20, verse 31. But these are written that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Some of the manuscripts of John 20, 31 read as follows. But these are written that you may continue to believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Continue to believe, go on in the faith, grow in the faith, be strengthened in the faith. How are we established in the faith, which I hope all of us desire? How do we get stronger in the Lord Jesus? One, God is the one who ultimately establishes us, so we look to him for this. And two, he does this by means of, or as we go into the gospel. Martin Luther has said, to progress in the Christian life is to be always beginning again in the gospel. Have you been spending time in the gospel of Jesus Christ? By the way, Paul, in verse 25a, calls the gospel, my gospel. Now, to him who is able to establish you by my gospel. He does that not because he is the one who invented the gospel, not because he is the one who fought fought up the gospel, but one reason is he has embraced the gospel. He loves it. He has made it his. He personally owns the gospel. And so I want to ask, is the gospel your gospel? Do you love the good news? Have you received the good news? Have you made it yours? Are you a child of God through it? Point three. But what is the gospel? What is this life-giving, faith-strengthening instrument that God uses? Paul gives it to us in two words in our text. Jesus Christ. Romans 16, verse 25a. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation of Jesus Christ. My gospel, that is Jesus Christ. Notice with me Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. We read Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God, the gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his Son. The gospel he promised regarding his son. The gospel quite simply is the son of God. The gospel is the Lord Jesus Christ. We are sinners. Our rebellion rightly places us under the judgment of God, but in Jesus Christ, we can be forgiven of our sins. And not come under the judgment of God. We are sinners. We have not kept the law of God, which one needs to do perfectly in order to dwell with God in heaven. But Jesus Christ has kept the law of God perfectly, and He can give us His righteousness so that we can go to heaven. We are sinners. Our hearts do not love God. We are opposed to God, to the God who created us. But Jesus Christ has purchased new hearts. And because of him, we can come alive, be born again, and love God. We are sinners, and left to ourselves, we will simply be, as St. Augustine puts it, guides to our own destruction. But in Jesus Christ, we have the way and the truth and the life. In him, we have fullness of life, abundant life. Jesus Christ is the gospel. Jesus Christ is the good news. And as we learn of him and grow in knowledge of him, and receive that knowledge of him, God will use that to establish us in the faith. On some past youth mission trips, we have used the gospel bracelet to share the good news with the children we meet. The gospel bracelet has five beads on it. Gold, dark, red, clear, and green. Gold stands for heaven. Dark stands for sin. My sin will keep me out of heaven and will prevent me from having God as my heavenly Father. Red, the Lord Jesus. God has sent his Son to take care of the sin problem that we all have. Clear forgiveness and righteousness. When I embrace the Lord Jesus as my Savior, my sins are forgiven. I am given his righteousness, and I have heaven waiting for me, and God now is my heavenly Father. Green, the Christian life. I now want to live a life of thank you, the Lord God for what he has done for me. There's the gospel. But my friends, the gospel goes so much deeper than that. It is so much heavier than that. That's the gospel. Believing that will save one. But Jesus Christ is so much fuller than that presentation. And once more, as we study him and learn of him, and go more deeply into him and receive him we will be established in him look with me at colossians chapter 2 verse 3 colossians chapter 2 verse 3 about jesus christ it says in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Do you remember this verse? All the treasures of wisdom and knowledge are found in Jesus. As we study Jesus, as we learn of and receive Jesus, we will be confirmed in the faith. Our son Ben wanted to be a good basketball player? Do you want to be a strong, growing Christian? Do you want to be firm in your relationship with the Lord Jesus? Look to God to work this in you as you focus on the gospel, which is God's Son, the Lord Jesus. Point four, Paul tells us something else that God uses to establish believers in the faith. Another instrument of God. And it is the proclaiming or preaching of Jesus Christ, Romans 16, 25a. Now to him who is able to establish you by my gospel and the proclamation the King James Version has and the preaching, the English Standard Version has and the preaching, the New American Standard Version has and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Preaching, I think, on the whole, has taken a hit. To many today, preaching is boring. It is irrelevant. It is unnecessary. If we have to have it in a worship service, do it quickly, 10 perhaps, maybe 15 minutes. We will get people to go to a concert We will get people to come to a meal. There are not too many who will go to hear preaching. But as Dr. John Stott says, preaching is indispensable to Christianity. And my friends, a low view of preaching is not what we see here in Romans 16. Romans 16, God wants preaching. Romans 16, God uses preaching, the preaching of Jesus Christ to establish people in the faith. Two of God's instruments for saving people and for building them up in the faith are the gospel and the preaching of the gospel. Let me use this story yet again. A number of years ago, the late Dr. Jim Boyce at a conference said, I suppose, I think the number one thing God has used in my life for my spiritual well-being has been the preaching of God's word. I I think uh, that's correct. Dr. J.I. Packer was also at that conference as a speaker. And when he had the opportunity, he went up to Dr. Boyce and said, Jim, you don't have to suppose that. You don't have to be unsure of that. It is true. It is true. Turn turn with me to Paul's second letter to Timothy. Timothy to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. 2 Timothy 4, verses 1 and 2. In these two verses, we find Paul the Apostle solemnly charging Timothy the pastor to do something. Solemnly charging Timothy the pastor to do something. Notice what it is. Verses 1 and 2 of 2 Timothy 4. In the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who will judge the living and the dead, and in view of his appearing and his kingdom, I give you this charge. Preach the word. Be prepared in season and out of season. Correct, rebuke, and encourage with great patience. And careful instruction. Timothy, I charge you to preach the word. Whether people want that or not, preach the word. Preach Jesus Christ because that is what people need. Hugh Latimer, the English reformer who lost his life for faith in Christ, has said this preaching must not be allowed to decay. For surely, if preaching decays, ignorance and brutishness will enter. My friends, come on Sunday morning to Sunday school and morning worship for the teaching and preaching of Jesus Christ. My friends, come on Sunday evening for the preaching of Jesus Christ. You need it. You need it for your faith. It is an instrument of God for the strengthening of your faith. God uses the preaching of Jesus Christ to establish us in the faith. Well, what would be a good last point for our message It's given to us in verse 27. To the only wise God be glory forever through Jesus Christ. Amen. Point five, a response to what we have covered this morning should be glory to God. We join other believers in giving honor and Praise and thanksgiving and glory to God. God not only gives us saving faith in Jesus Christ, and God not only protects that saving faith in Jesus Christ, but he establishes us in that faith in Jesus Christ. He establishes us for joy, He establishes us for peace. He establishes us for comfort and obedience and service. He establishes us for the spiritual battles that we will face as we go through this life. He establishes us through the gospel and the preaching of the gospel. Praise be to God. Thanksgiving be to God. Glory be to God. One Sunday evening, a number of months ago, we looked at the story of Peter healing the crippled beggar, Acts chapter 3. And we saw that the response of the beggar who was healed was he went walking and jumping and praising God. We have a healing. That is infinitely better than the physical healing of that crippled beggar. We have saving faith from God. God will protect that faith, and it is God who strengthens that faith. Praise be to God. Thanksgiving be to God. Glory be to God. Do you praise God in your life? Are you a thankful person? Are you a worshiper of God? Worship God for this. He is able to establish you by my gospel and the preaching of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we get excited about things of low value. We allow our lives to be governed by things that pass away. Help us to get excited and to have our lives governed by your truths. And help us, Heavenly Father, to have joy in our hearts over what we have heard this morning. You have given us faith, you will protect that faith, and you will lead us on to grow that faith, help us to be people who honor you and glorify you for this great, great treasure. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ, our savior, amen.